tuning in with Lipstick and Tea this week. I am your host, Faith Brockers. My co-host is out for tonight, but in replace, I have my mom. Thank you, thank you for keep tuning in and being so patient with me. Um, it's been so hectic uh, over the last week. Um, my daughter turned one yesterday, August 9th, so I'm still kind of in shock. I have a one-year-old, a toddler, but um, I've been really busy this past week dealing with that. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about voting and how important voting is. Um, I think the upcoming election is coming up in November. Um, we'll know whether it's Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. So whoever you're voting for, it is super, super, super important to vote, guys. Yes, voting is so important. People have actually died for the right to vote. Voting is very important. We can't deny that. Um, voting, what you're actually doing when you're voting is you're voting for the individual whose ideologies are more aligned with your own according to the statement of the Constitution that all Americans have the inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So yes, it's very serious when you talk about voting because you're looking for someone who is going to direct the country like you would if you were voting, but we have a democracy, so we have to choose someone who is more aligned with our own to get that done um, for each individual in our country. Yeah, and, you know, going back to, like, people, you know, fighting for that right, um, it goes back as far as, you know, getting the Voting Rights Act of 1965 passed, um, President Lyndon B. Johnson passed that law and is actually a landmark piece of federal legislation in the U.S. that prohibits, ra prohibits racial discrimination. Um, so I suggest everybody vote. Um, me personally, I am a voter. Um, I voted for Obama when I was of age. Um, my husband, he's not a big on voting. And I think a lot of African-Americans have this stigma, oh, I'm not going to vote. And there's actually um, a protest going along with Black Lives Matter saying that they won't vote until Black Lives Matter. And that is not the way to go, you guys, at all. Um, voting is your voice. So vote, vote, vote. Because really, it defeats the purpose. If you're an advocate of Black Lives Matter, and they say they won't vote until certain things happen, really defeating your purpose. Because the idea of voting is, like I said before, is you're getting the person who will be able to guide the country like you would want to be guided. Um, and when I said before about life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, our Constitution, you're picking someone who can more guide us along the those realms of our Constitution. And just think of what it means when you think of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You're talking about, think of yourself as an individual. Your, your life, what you do every day, how you do it every day, what you like to do every day is very important. And you don't want someone to come and destroy that. That will, you know, wreck your world, so to speak. Liberty, you have the right, inalienable right to liberty. Whatever you want to do, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you have the right to not have someone come and try to stop you for no other reason but because they don't like you. For no other reason because they prefer uh, they prefer you not to achieve it. That's not liberty. Liberty is you have the right 
to get what you want in life as long as it's your right and not defeating or hurting someone else. And then the pursuit of happiness. They go after your dreams, guys. They do what you want to make yourself happy. So just think of that. If you don't vote, those people who are in Black Lives Matter saying that they don't vote, will not vote until other things happen. Well, you're defeating the purpose of getting your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is getting things corrected. That's the whole reason why you're advocating for Black Lives Matters. Yeah, I read an article uh, off of Fusion.net, and it was a crazy article about this guy. Um, I'm going to read it uh, real quick for you guys. So it says, Larry Fellows III didn't vote in the Missouri primary and may skip the general election, too. He believes his government has failed him at every level, starting uh, with his home community of St. Louis County, where a grand jury declined in 2014 to indict the police officer who shot and killed Michael Brown. You guys remember Michael Brown. Um, after his Twitter feed was inundated with images of Brown's lifeless body lying in the street, Fellows was one of the first people to join the protests in Ferguson. He eventually quit his job. Um, accumulating debt and even losing his apartment to protest full time. He hoped his activism would pressure local authorities in indicting the officer, Darren Wilson. That obviously didn't work because it goes on to say when that didn't happen, fellows uh, confidence in the system eroded to the point that he refused to even vote for anyone. He says, I don't know if I want to continuously partake in a system that oppresses so many people, Fellows 30 said. Not to say that voting doesn't change anything, because I think it does influence change, but I also think a huge part of change happens outside of the system as well. So that's... Yes, and you know, I don't want to sound negative, because I know that you know, he apparently is passionate to quit his job, um, something that's your livelihood because we all have to work to eat and have some shelter and clothing. Um, but it just seems to me that he's not using the easy route that's already been designed by our, uh, our forefathers with the Constitution and our democracy of electing people who are more aligned to our ideologies to get things done. So it seems to be easier for him or all of us to go ahead and vote. So to say that he'd rather not vote because he's, he feels that the system or government has let him down, but then he made decisions um, that caused some some despair in his own life. Quit his job, he couldn't uh, pay his bill, lost his apartment. I wonder how much of his life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness he is achieving himself when he can use the voting system, the vote, the one vote, and everyone used their one vote to pick that one person who's aligned with them, and then things can get done. And then that one person that everyone gathered to vote for, you talk to him or her, and they will work on your behalf. That's how democracy works. So I understand he's saying that things, you know, he feels that, you know, grassroots things happen outside the system, but yet when that grassroots system begins to work or work, they still have to they still have to come back to the system inside the system to get things done because we work and operate on a constitution, on a democracy. Yeah, but I mean a lot of African Americans feel like their vote or a lot of people in general, not just, you know, African Americans, but a lot of people in general think that the polls are already rigged or their vote doesn't matter. I know my husband in particular 
you know, feels that, okay, you know, my vote won't really make a difference completely. If they want Donald Trump in office, he'll be in office. But that one vote can make a difference. Yes, that one vote can make a difference. And really, to tell you the truth, um, you know, we're a little bit of democracy, and I know things happen. Things are there. You know, I'm old enough to know that, you know, injustice happens. You know, people are unfair. People are cruel. Um, people can be unjust towards other people. I understand that. But I just don't believe that, you know, the system or voting is rigged when you have too many eyes there. Too many eyes, too many people think at different ways for no one to say anything. So I just can't believe that system is rigged. Yeah, and on uh, AmericanAljazeera.com, many voters, uh, the voting is very low in the U.S. It goes on to say, um, data released on July 19 confirm what we already knew about American elections. Voter turnout in the U.S. is among the lowest in the developed world. Only 42% of Americans voted in the 2014 midterm elections. And that's the lowest level of voter turnout since 1978. And midterm voters tend to be older and richer than the general population. Aggregate number is important, but turnout among different groups is even more crucial. I find it very interesting that wealthy Caucasians have a higher voting turnout than the other races um, in the U.S. Well, um, excuse me, but I don't really find it, um, you know, surprising or um, I just believe that they are that particular demographics understand the importance of voting and democracy. Um, I believe also in that statistic, it was not only uh, wealthy Caucasians, but educated wealthy Caucasians. So it's not so much of their wealthiness or their race, I believe, that's motivating them to vote. I do believe it's their education. Education have taught them the importance of democracy and what they can do when they get out and follow the, the democratic way of getting things done and how that can help enrich their lives and their family lives. So I don't find it surprising at all. I just find that when you understand the system, understand democracy, you know what you want, you understand the importance of your life, liberty, and happiness, you go out and make it happen. So it's not surprising that uh, educated Caucasian males are more likely to vote and wealthy. No, I just believe that other people in other demographic areas who are not voting should understand the system better and go out and get their votes in so they can see their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness be more aligned to their own. Speaking of getting your votes in, I'm going to talk to you guys about how to register to vote because I think it's just that important. I'm trying to get my husband on the voting train. He refuses for right now. I'm still working on it. But uh, to register to vote, um, it, it varies with uh, state to state, but um, you can register, visit vote.usa.gov. And depending on your uh, state's voter registration rules, the site can also help you with uh, figuring out those rules and how to register for your particular state. You can also register in person. Um, a lot of times when you go to a licensed bureau, DMV, um, they give you the option to register as well if you're updating your license um, or an ID card. Um, and basic requirements for voting, it 
again, it varies, but typically you have to be a U.S. citizen. That's a, a given. Um, you meet your state's residency requirements. You are 18 years old. Some states allow 17-year-olds 17 to vote in primaries and or register to vote if they will be 18 before the general election. So you can check with your state's uh, registration uh, requirements to make sure if you are not 18 per se right now. Um, and then voter registrations, they also vary. Um, but in all states, except for North Dakota, um, you must register before you can vote. Uh, registration deadlines um, vary. Some states close registration 30 days before. Um, but some also allow you to register up uh, in, or election day. So that's also um, good to know. Yes, and um, I live in Texas. Uh, and in Texas, they also have... Uh, you know, you can uh, time to vote before the general election. And usually when you, that time period, when they give you uh, where you can vote anywhere, that means it makes it easier, flexible, your job, going shopping, you have to think about, oh, I want to vote, and you happen to be by somewhere at your grocery store, you can go ahead and vote. And that's before the general election. You can do that. Um, election day, you have to vote in your precinct, which is determined by your residents. Um, so it makes it very flexible. And even in election day, the time to vote is from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's a 12-hour time span between work and getting kids from school and, you know, your busy schedule to go there for that hour. Sometimes you have to wait in line. And, yes, sometimes you have to be in, li in line to vote. So don't be discouraged. I've sat in line since to the line for a good hour at times. But I stood there because mm. I knew my vote matter. It lets us all know that we have no excuses a 12-hour span gives us no excuses not to no vote. No excuses at all. And then before, at least in Texas, before, you know, you have the before general election, you have a time span to vote um, that's flexible where you can go outside your precinct or where you live. Which makes it flexible. You're going quick to the grocery store, get your mm -hmm. hair done, you know, got to get the kids to school. Oh, there's a, there's a booth right there. And then there's a election place where I can go vote. Just park mm -hmm. your car, go in and vote real fast. So, yeah, I mean, they make it really easy. I yeah, think, they vote. make it very convenient. Mm -hmm. I know because um, me and my husband moved to California. So right now um, I'm in the process of registering to vote here so I can vote. Um, and they have it pretty easy. I don't know if it's, I don't remember if it was the same in St. Louis or in Houston, mm -hmm. but they actually have to where you can mail in your vote. You can register um, for a, a paperless voting, and mm -hmm. basically they um, allow you to mail in your vote, per se, rather than going to an actual site. Um, but you can find out your voting registrations, where you can vote on USA.gov. So all you guys check it out and, you know, vote because we have, what, maybe three November. months? November yes, is not, coming up. It's going to be coming real fast. Yep. And by the way, students, those who are students who are listening to us um, at the present moment, I know your mom and dad might be living somewhere else, and like like my son, and then he's going to school somewhere else two or three hours away. They allow our students to vote where they're going to college. They don't have to yeah. come back home and vote. So it makes it easier. Yeah. They're trying it to be for everybody convenient. So my child doesn't have to worry about coming back to Missouri City to get his vote in. He can vote with college that he's going to. Yeah. I do remember seeing mm -hmm. um, voting sites uh, on campus right. at the school. I mm -hmm. was going to mm -hmm. uh, in Louisiana as well. So mm -hmm. it's definitely ample opportunities to vote. No excuses at all.
Yes. Now we're going to the voting booth, so we have to know who you're voting for, or at least your basic ideologies, ideologies between the two parties. And the two parties generally are Democrats and Republicans. And the, the general ideology of the Republicans are based on 10 subsets. Um, for example, tax policy, Republicans believe that tax cuts should be for everyone. That's middle class, uh, low income people, as well as the wealthy. Um, they also believe in two, in social issues. They believe that um, the, the right of life, where there should not be, uh, women should not have the right for abortions, and that every American has the right to own a gun. Um, the third thing of the uh, subset of ideologies of Republicans is that they believe that um, the corporation or people who own businesses uh, should have the right not to have to um, deal with minimum wages increases. They do not believe that minimum wage should increase because if it does not increase, that helps with the uh, low cost of their business. And they believe that all Americans benefit from low cost businesses, so higher production, more supplies, and that way they believe that all Americans benefit from that. A fourth subset of um, supporting the ideologies is health care. Um, Republicans um, uh, tend to believe that. Yeah, and number four uh, of the subset of ideologies or Republicans is that of health care. They believe that government should have limited uh, intrusion in the health care of Americans. Uh, the five subsets social issues. They do believe in social um, health for social programs, but they believe that there should be less funding um, by the government and tighter control as well. Foreign policy, you know, going up and protecting our country, they believe usually um, that uh, it should be a full military effort to displace any regime that's attacking or a threat to our government. Um, they also believe that um, the nature of it should be aggressive um, versus what the Democrats believe, and that the um, aid the, the approach, the money, the support of this um, total, total military support is a little different from um, Democrats. Uh, number seven of the subset, energy. Um, Republicans are in favor allowing the market to decide which forms of energy, energy, electricity, for example, and things like that, are more um, practical for Americans. Education, that's a big one. Um, uh, education, they believe that uh, they favor more conservative, cha conservative changes, such as longer hours or more focused programs to help students achieve their goals. They also um, believe that uh, there should be um, uh, more of a private sector supporting student loans than government giving out the loans. Um, also, with a subset of crime, uh, Republicans tend to believe um, there should be harsher penalties when someone has committed a crime. That's including um, illegal drugs. Now, I'm sure you've heard that our President Obama released, or not released, but reduced some of the um, sentences for those who he felt were less harsher crimes and that sentences shouldn't have been as harsh. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, he, re uh, he, re he lowered their, um, their sentence. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure Republicans would have done that yeah. by releasing them early, yes. But Republicans believe that, you know, crimes such as even um, illegal drugs should be just as harsh a penalty as someone who murders someone. And I think that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I believe that. I believe that the punishment should fit the crime. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, I tend to believe that, you know, if uh, you know, mur murder is a heart, you know, that's a human life. And again, our Constitution protects each one of us as individuals. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So if you kill someone, yes, I believe you should go for life. You know, you took a life, then, you know, we should trade in, you should trade in your life for that. Right, you know, right, prison. right. And if it's too heinous that what you did to the person, then death penalty as well. But I believe that, you know, you're selling drugs, yes, it's a crime, but ugh, I'm not so sure if you, you know, should serve the rest of your life. For yeah. for cocaine, yeah, I'm not. So that's where I'm on go the Democrat and, side yes, with that. They'll go out there and say Miss Young Blood is promoting uh, promoting cocaine and educator and you know things like that. But no, I'm not promoting that at all. What I'm saying is that I think the the punishment should fit the crime. I just don't feel or see how someone who sold cocaine a lot of times to support their family because they you know they have minimal skills and they want to feed their child. You know, should go to prison for life. Right, um, right. That that's what I believe, you know. But then, uh, who am I, you know? Right. And then the tenth subset is individual liberty. Um, they believe, or Republicans tend to believe, that we don't need protection from ourselves. That whatever we, whatever we believe or want to get, as long as we're not harming someone else. Remember, remember again, based on our Constitution. Oh God, the, our our forefathers were just brilliant with the help of God. The, the pursuit of life, liberty, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Our liberty, we want to get something, we want to do something, as long as we're not hurting someone else, Republicans feel it's okay versus uh, Facebook talk with Democrats. They feel that we should kind of be protected from ourselves a little bit. For example, you know, my eating habits have changed. You know, there's obesity problem, things like that. Um, that maybe we should target uh, restaurants and food production and how much oil and and cholesterol in the food. Whereas Republicans would not believe that, so per se. Yeah. The Democrats. So, like, for the Democrats, um, obviously they are will have different views than Republicans. Uh, with the tax policy, Democrats believe there should only be cuts for middle and low-income families, but believe they should be higher on corporations and wealthy individuals. And, you know, obviously me and my husband do have a little... Um, difference on the standpoints. I do believe that I am a Democrat, but um, you're raised one. Yeah, <laughs> but with that now, I'm just like, ooh, I don't know about that because um, me and my husband are in the wealthy, um, you know, bracket. Um, yes, I understand that. So that makes it hard for you all. You know, yeah. you're raised a Democratic, middle class, very middle class. But now when you marry your husband, and then you guys know your income is very wealthy with the NFL. And I understand now that division, you know, how, how do you fit your ideologies now with which party? So I know yeah, it's going to be very but difficult I, But I still, you know, believe in every other issue that Democrats do believe wealth. in. So mm -hmm. it's just that tax policy that just okay. kind of makes me cringe. And on yeah. the social issues, uh, Democrats tend to be more progressive in their views, favoring abortion and gay marriage but are strongly uh, for strict guns, gun control laws that limit ownership. Now, I do believe in that as well, like the strict uh, gun laws. Um, the gay marriage, for me, like being a Christian, you know, it's not uh, something that I particularly would partake in. But, hey, you, you love who you love. Um, and obviously on the abortion standpoint, um, sometimes you can... Make upset, uh, you know, exceptions with the whole rape, rape and rape, yeah. yeah, like when you're raped, that that's got to be hard. So yeah. I definitely, you know, understand and can agree with that. 
Obviously, I have never had an abortion. I have never, um, you know, seeked out like a gay marriage for myself. So I've never had that like, oh, yes, I need to vote for them because of that reason. Well, Faye, I know you're going over the points of Democrats, but, you know, how does that fit then for a gay person? Um, we say that it's wrong what they're doing. Isn't that go against someone? I'm not promoting, um, you know, uh, gay rights or anything like that. I'm just a neutral person here. But what, how does that affect them as an American with their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness? Don't they have a right for that? And they do have and, a right and, for and, that. And they believe in loving someone else of the same sex. Is is that wrong? Is, is that it, against American uh, basic American principles? Yeah, it's it, and and that's why Democrats you know, um, I think believe in that so strongly because you have a right to love who you want to love. You have mm -hmm. a right to carry a gun. It's in our um, constitution yes. to, um, you know, carry a gun. So all that is within our rights. So obviously voting as going back is important so that you can, you know, uh, still have those rights that you want in your life. That's true. That's good. Yeah. The third, labor. I think. Yeah, labor. labor and uh, free trade. For um, Democrats, they favor increasing the minimum wage so that Americans have more money with which to purchase goods. And I think that's um, pretty good. Um, you know, I always thought, you know, minimum wage was kind of low, especially when I was uh, a college student. <laughs> I was struggling. A <laughs> girl was struggling. So Don't believe it. She wasn't struggling that much. Her mama was sending her money. <laughs> but... <laughs> minimum wage definitely could have been a little higher yes. um, but going forth on health care um, with uh, Democrats they gen generally prefer a lot of government regulation and oversight of the health care system including the passage of the Affordable Care Act because it makes the health care system accessible to everyone Yes, it does. So and I think Democrat, that's good. Yeah, with um, yeah, Obama's uh, Obamacare. Yes, I think that uh -huh. that's really Affordable good. Care, mm -hmm. The Affordable Care Act. Yes. Yeah, going on to social problems, Democrats across the board believe that government should run uh, such social problems as welfare, unemployment benefits, food stamps, and Medicaid that support people in need. And I think that's also um, mm -hmm. good. Uh, a lot of people might, you know, vary from that, and that will probably uh, make them more of a Republican. But a lot of people might, you know, say, like, why do, you know, people that have a bunch of kids get to be on welfare and food stamps and, you know, government assisting houses and whatnot. But I think it does help, you know, the problem at hand. So I definitely can agree with that. If you don't mind, Faith, if I can add in with that, mm -hmm. with the social programs. I, I know people see, you know, think people, who, women who are welfare and have a lot of different children, why can't they go out and work? And, and, and I, I understand, you know, what that side of um, the thought is thinking or that form of thinking comes from. I understand that. But at the same time, let's look at the children. The adult may not uh, have made the best decisions, may not be the best parent. But that parent is still parenting those children. And those children need an opportunity for a chance in life. And so I, I, I believe, you know, that's why the social programs are Democrat. Yeah. Why they're so vocal about that. And I understand that. And, you know, we have to look at the children, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah you can't punish that next them. Generation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree with that. Foreign policy uh, is our sixth one. 
for um, Democrats, uh, they um, favor more targeted strikes and limited use of manpower. You know, and my mom talked about the Republicans, right. how they the military favor wants military, military, military where right. Democrats, I think, want more more targeted, not right, full military going right. out attacking the country. Um, and I think that it, it, it limits Dem- chaos. Yes, it does limit chaos. And I think it, uh, Democrats um, believe that too, so that, you know, you're more focused on what the problem is. I'm not saying the Republicans don't, mm-hmm. but, you know, if it's full military, maybe... Uh, you weren't able to narrow down the real problem. Yeah, and I, I and think, I feel yeah. like you know it it saves you money when mm-hmm. it's not a full military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, having a full military sounds like it can get very expensive. Right. Um, and then our seventh energy. is um, the energy issues and the environment. And for Democrats, they believe in restricting drilling for oil or other avenues of fossil fuels to protect um, the environment. You know, at stake versus the Republican. Right. And Democrats, well, Republicans, I like the, um, in Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where I, you know, live and work and own a home. Because um, right. that, that's, right. you know, that's the main bread for a lot of uh, people who live there is, you know, drilling. Right. So, yeah. And then eight is education. Uh, my mom's a former educator, so I know that she, you know, think this is very important. Um, me having kids, I think it's pretty important as well, too. Um, Democrats favor more progressive approaches to education, such as implementing the common core systems. And yeah. I think that that is, is pretty good. I definitely can agree with that. Right. And that, what that means is, you know, the, the common core systems, you know, uh, implementing, you know, you know, everybody learns, you know, distant in English. Everyone right, learns distant right, math. Right. And so Democrats couldn't believe that. And yeah, that's a good thing because you know that you know everyone's educated the same level when they get out. Mm-hmm. No one's hit and miss and some people know this, some people know that. Right. And, and don't so I that that that's a good thing in one end, but it is costly um at the same time. But you know, what is it worth it to have a, mm-hmm. a educated Americans? Right, right. I think it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it. Um, crime and capital punishment. Democrats are more progressive in their views, believing that crime do not involve violence, such as selling drugs, should have lighter penalties and rehabilitation. My mom talked about, you know, mm-hmm. the Republicans um, and their views on that um, with, you know, thinking that it, everything should be, um, you know, punishable. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that because in my opinion, um, you know, and this is just my opinion, but I definitely think that um, a lot of times like that is created because you do have a lot of African-Americans who smoke marijuana, who mm-hmm. carry around marijuana or, you know, uh, dabble in uh, those such drugs. So in my opinion, I think it, it can be a way to keep, you know, some African-Americans, some minorities in the jail system you know, because they do choose to use those type of drugs. You know, it doesn't make them, you know, yeah. thieves or robbers, you know. Well, I'm not sure if I believe that. But I do believe that, you know, I believe as responsible adults, if you know something's illegal, something's wrong, has been mandated, why dabble in it? Um, right now, sometimes the system will, you know, give harsh sentence for mm-hmm. um, crimes that, you know, are not, have not harmed individual. Like I said before, I'm more on, if you didn't take my life and I'm still living, then maybe you have a, you have, your punishment should not be as hard. Right. But God forbid right. you took my life, 
yeah, I, I want my children to make sure that you stay in jail and even get the death penalty. Because <laughs> right. a life for a life thing. Well, if it yeah. was a marijuana thing, I do understand um, how the system was working um, right now. But I still also believe that, um, you know, let's get the let's get the punishment for the actual crime. Right. For individual liberty, um, the Democrats have uh, tended towards favoring legislation that restricts some freedoms, including foods uh, we may have access to. So I'm not, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, uh, like the Democrats, you know, it's almost like, uh, and, and you probably already felt it, most of you um, people out there, I'm, I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, you know, uh, you know, it seems to support more of the middle class um, people. But um, it seems like the Democrats with this, maybe, you know, they're trying to protect um, the Americans. But at the same time, they're not allowing them to, their liberty, which is the Constitution based on, to make them, let them decide, choose what they want to do with their lives. But at the same time, Democrats say, but maybe sometimes we need to be protected. And, 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 and that could be, but also I believe that comes from maybe lack of education on the individual's part, the American's part, because if you're educated uh, in various areas and you've learned how to educate yourself, you more you tend more to make better decisions in your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. Now that we have told you about uh, the difference between Democrats and Republican parties, now the question is, who are we voting for? Who are you voting for? Who am I voting for? Who is my mom voting for? Um, With uh, Trump, however, Donald Trump, everybody knows of old Donald Trump and his uh, views, uh, more uh, specifically his immigration views. Everybody's heard of everything that he's had to say on immigration um, and on WJLA TV, he's actually quoted, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. Trump said of undocumented Mexican immigrants while announcing his candidacy last June. Um, and he also goes on to say on the Hill Uh, As has been stated continuously in the press, people are pouring across our borders unabated. Public reports routinely state great amounts of crime are being committed by illegal immigrants. This must be stopped and it must be stopped now, he says. So. Okay, well, you know, um, what Donald Trump is saying, I... I would like to see some kind of research statistics yeah, like as he far as the percentage of right. percent, accurate percentage of undocumented workers who are committing crimes um, and doing illegal things. Because um, I, I I haven't heard of that. Yeah, and it seems like such a broad statement for one particular group of people. I've just never I've never in my life seen just so many in one group of people doing something. Uh, the same. Right, and I've never actually seen stats even yes. before Donald Trump has you know. Uh, you know, announced his candidacy. No one's ever come out with an article or right. anything in the news. Oh, these immigrants are statistically wise. Um, this, that, or the third. So it's definitely, you know, yeah, it kind makes you, of it makes you, Yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it is that, you know, you're old enough to know that it, you don't find have a high percentage of a particular group of people, of a particular group of people doing anything, especially crimes or illegal things. Right. We're all individuals in our 
in our uh, group, so to speak, for lack of a better word. You know, we're all individuals as African Americans, we're all individuals as Caucasians, we're all individuals as uh, Latin Americans, we're all individuals as Indians, and it goes on. You know, right. so just group everybody, everybody in as you know, racist. It's very outrageous. And Miss Clinton is saying that she wants a comprehensive immigration reform. So she's quite opposite from um, Donald Trump. Very, pretty opposite. Yeah, yeah. she wants to, she's looking at a a full, you know, um, path of uh, reform and equal citizenship for everybody. And she would like for Congress to help her out on that. But if not, she said that she would be like Mr. Obama and do um, executive actions to get those things done. Um, she's looking at, yeah, she's looking at keeping families together. For example, you know, with um, Hispanics, so mothers across the border, you know, she's not looking at the send the mother off and the child stays here because that child was born in the United States. Um, also, you know, I, I was pretty surprised. I wasn't, I wasn't aware there are private detention areas already oh. for immigrants. And so there are private detention oh, wow. where they keep some people, you know, in detentions, you know, that cross the border and don't have their papers. So she wants to eliminate that as well. I, so I she's pro much like again uh, different uh, from what uh, Mr. Trump is saying. Right. I definitely um, am pro Hillary. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for everybody yeah, out there, I'm I guess you already know I'm voting for immigration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those statements from uh, Mr. Trump are just too broad of statements for one demographic. I just don't yeah, right. that. It sounds kind of scary. Yeah, but his, um, I can't agree with Donald Trump's abortion issues. Um, He said on CBS News that as far as Planned Parenthood is concerned, I'm pro-life. And he said that uh, at the debate stage at the University of Houston, and they quoted him on CBS News. Um, I agree with that. I am, um, me personally, I am pro-life. Um, yes. you know, I think, you know, if you can avoid abortion, by all means, avoid abortion. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, with rape, sometimes it's hard and I can definitely understand that. But generally speaking, I think, you know, you can't punish somebody for, you know, right, for, certain things that yeah. you've done. Yeah. And like in the case of abortion, you can't, you know, I do believe it's a woman's body. Right. And I do believe, you know, it's her decision what she wants to do with her child. It's her decision. I don't particularly agree with it. I'm, pre- I'm very much pro-life. I believe that once, you know, the egg and sperm combines, that is a human life. Right, and that human right. life has a right to thrive and to live. Um, but um, according to Ms. Clinton, she believes that businesses and government should not interfere. I believe she believes that um, it's a woman's decision as well. I believe that when you bring it to the woman's decision, I, I believe that that's all you can do. That That's her life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Back to that basic foundation of our government. I do understand what Mr. Trump is saying, that he's pro-life, that you know there should not be any abortion, have government interference and stopping abortion, because that is a life. That, that is a life, and I agree with that. But at the same time, the Democrats, what Ms. Clinton is saying, is that let's leave it to the woman. Okay, If she can live with herself, after having an abortion, that's her and her and being by herself in her lonely hours. And if she can deal with that, that's her. I, 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 I'm scared or fear for that child that had, whose life was ended because of her decision. But I kind of believe 
that when she invade that woman's space, her life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So she decides that's not for her. She was raped, for example, mm-hmm. and she was sexually abused, for example. Right. Th- those are criteria that's hard for anybody to um, bring a child in um, to in this world and have to deal with that on a twenty four seven for life basis. Yeah, I I can definitely. So Miss Clinton is saying that government should not interfere, whereas Mister. Um, uh, Trump is saying Trump is pro-life. Saying that pro-life, that government should interfere and stop a woman from having an abortion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's definitely your choice. So I can definitely agree with Hillary. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, mm-hmm. I'm pro-life, but I don't think it should be a law in place saying right. no matter what, right. you I can't you. have an abortion. That's, that's well that's said. That's the difference. Yes, that's the difference. Um, and then going forth, uh, Donald Trump, uh, his views on guns, on um, the... Washington Times, he says it's too bad that some of the young people that were killed over the weekend didn't have guns attached to their hip. Frankly, where bullies could have flown in the opposite direction. He was referring to the um, attack in uh, in um, Florida, the community, the gay bisexual, at the bar. Yes, so that's what he was referring, he referring to. to that, uh, that they felt that if they themselves had guns, um, had guns themselves, that maybe they would have been able to stop. Yeah, but, that, it, that but it's person. everybody's right, you know, to carry a gun or not, even if you do uh, have a law in place that, that gives you the right to carry a gun. Some people still may not. Want to carry a gun because they could have very well had a gun. He also goes on roll call and says Democrats want to confiscate all guns, which is a dumb idea because only the law abiding citizens will turn in their guns and the bad guys will be the only ones left armed. He said that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> you know, which, I, I... which is not too far fetched because, you know, I, I definitely, um, believe in having the right to carry a gun Mm -hmm. i think that we should be a little bit more strict in how people uh, retrieve a gun get a gun yes but Mm -hmm. i definitely um you know agree with him you know with the whole confiscating guns you know it's just like okay everybody gives up their guns and then you have you know thieves and murderers and you know they find ways to keep their guns and everybody else and law abiding citizens so turn theirs in because you know the law abiding citizens going to give up their gun. Right. But you know, Miss Clinton is saying um, that so much. She's not. She's not saying that the, all guns should be turned in. You know, just start over and find a way to you know you know get this in order as far as who has a gun and who doesn't. Right. She right. you know, but there is a problem with people who have guns. There are a lot of people who are dying from guns, according to Miss Clinton, and, and I, I do believe that too. And she's saying that you know. We, there should be more common sense reforms. So maybe not have everyone turn their guns in, but let's start from where we're at, okay, and make it better over time period. What are some reforms we should, we should do? And um, she's suggesting some um, background checks um, in order, for example, idea. I think she mentioned before that if, you know, if we are looking at you as far as flying or not, you know, we, we're not sure you should fly, those same individuals should not be able to get a gun, okay? Mm-hmm. We can't trust you in the air, I'm not sure we should trust you on land with a gun. With a gun, yes. Yeah. You know, and people like, you know, um, terrorists, we should make sure we restrict from them from getting guns. Um, abusers, domestic abusers, and other violent people. I believe you have some psychological issues. I am not, uh, uh, um, you know, being prejudicial towards someone with a, a mental incapacity, uh, such, a, such as a mental illness. 
Um, but if you are if you're struggling with some mental concerns or mental illness, some uh, you know thought patterns and things like that, I don't believe it's safe for you to have a gun. So she's looking at things that maybe look at background checks more thoroughly and uh, making sure we're consistent with it as far as determining who gets a gun, who does not. No, we can't have everyone turn their guns in. Those who have guns, they have it. But maybe we can go from here now to see those in the future, how they get their guns. Right. I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. You and know. going on to like foreign policy um, with Trump, uh, he says on uh, NewJersey.com, I don't want people coming in from the uh, terror countries. Uh, Trump told reporters on the links of his uh, Turnberry Golf Club in Scotland. And I don't really know what he means by terror countries, you know, air quotations. Um, But I think that's very another, you know, we we all know that Trump can, you know, sometimes say uh, outrageous things. Well, now watch what you said because there's some people who love Trump because people are voting for Trump. So, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's why that's why we all, you know, say it's important to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, some people may hate Hillary and some people may love Trump, right. you know, and vice versa. You know, so it's just like get out to vote. And well, now I like Miss Clinton's when she's saying that, you know, um, maintaining a cutting edge military as far as, you know, for foreign policy. I think mm-hmm. that that's our, our I think that is our important defense and making sure our military is a cutting edge. They are trained. They know what they're doing. They think quickly. They are able bodily to get the job done. I mean, that's why I'm so in awe of Navy SEALs. I mean, I love them. When I first saw that movie, I was just so impressed. I, I just love Navy SEALs. You know, people who know me know that I just love Navy yeah, SEALs. Yeah, I have a really just, I mean, big all respect. With them. Yeah. yeah, so I just believe that, like Mr. Clinton is saying, that and we keep our military cutting edge, that's our biggest defense right there, our biggest help. Also, developing um, alliances with other countries. We do have great alliances right now and develop more of them. People who trust us, believe in us, you know, have our back as well as we have their back. The more of countries who are united, the more we can defeat um, those ISIS terrorists and things like that and aggressors. Um, as always... As they say, you know, many out out, out beats the, the few. So we can always um, get more outnumbers those who are negative or um, not not being as fair in their military concerns and actions. Okay. For um, taxes, um, we all know Trump's view on taxes will probably be you know, not a Democratic view. He's a Republican. No. So he does say, you know, and I'm pretty sure uh, my husband will love, you know, this about Trump, you know, with the taxes. But um, he says, I try and pay as little tax uh, as possible because I hate what they do with my tax money. I hate the way they spend our money. And that was quoted on NBC News. Um, So I definitely... I mean, obviously, we all have to pay taxes. I get that. But... Yeah, it helps the social class. Those people who, like, on welfare, those people who need social um, support. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, in a way, I think that it can be a little more um, fair, if that makes sense. Well, according to Miss Clinton, it's not fair. Um, millionaires like yourself and your husband, even though I love you all to death, 
um, and billionaires, they, they don't pay uh, the taxes they're supposed to or should or in uh, aligned to what middle class, such as myself, pay because millionaires like yourself and your husband find loopholes. Right. What loopholes like what? I don't know because I'm not a millionaire, so no loopholes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I... This is what Clinton's saying. She goes that the million, millionaires, they find loopholes so they pay um, less percentage of the taxes they should pay mm-hmm. compared to middle class. That's what Ms. Clinton says. Right. I mean, for some, some, some may, but I think, you know, because... Is that saying before we know our taxes is so high or after? We probably oh, find I, those loopholes because our taxes <laughs> are so high. And, and those loopholes are perfectly legal, by the way. You know, but Miss Clinton is saying that you know, she wants to cut those loopholes down so that is uh, more of a, let's see, how does she say? So it's more equity, that's what it is. More equity among the different classes in paying taxes. You know, for example, millionaires should pay a little bit more because they have mm. more. They have more, um, and, it's, and it's still for the same purpose of our country to help those who are impoverished, um, to have uh, running water, you know, to have you know the lights on the streets, you know, to have police officers man our our streets. So it's for the same common cause, but. Democrats believe that because a millionaire obviously has, obviously has more, shouldn't they pay a little more than the middle class? I mean, I, I can see it, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, that we should pay more. Um, but I think it should be a common percentage, too, okay. you know, of what you make more so, you know, okay. than upping our percentage because of... You know what what you make because sometimes you can't help what you make. You know, no, you can't. like you're so, bl- it's just blessed. like you're kind of like and sort you're of blessed. punished. You're blessed. You're you know punished for mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. I, you know I kind of just don't think that's as fair. Mm-hmm. I understand it obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's obviously not going to make me you know switch to Republican just because that one you know disagreement that I have with mm-hmm. Democrats. Mm-hmm. But you know I think if it was like okay five percent of what you make or ten percent of what you make goes to taxes, I think that it will be a little bit more understandable for me. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so uh, I, maybe maybe we can find some kind of fairness. It's fair that, right. you know, that you shouldn't be gouged because, you know, you're wealthy. I don't believe that. I do believe that you maybe should pay a little bit more because you have a little bit more, you know, um, to help out the common system of other citizens in your presence uh, who need more help for the commonality of making sure your lights in your streets are on so when you drive on the street, no one jumps you because it's dark and they feel safer to do something illegal. Right. Um, you know, that our water stays clean. So it's, you're still fighting the common cause. Um, and because you are more wealthier than myself, maybe a little bit more, but at the same time, I don't believe you should be gouged where we just come and get half the money. I don't believe that either. Right, right. So we've talked about like their specific views. There's something specifically uh, lately going on with Donald Trump and what he's said um, that I definitely just feel the need to address uh, going on Vox.com. Um, he slandered the family of Captain Khan's, um, you know, name or slandered his family. And it goes on to say the most emotional moment of the Democratic National Convention was the speech by Kazar Khan, the bereaved father of Army Captain Khan, with his wife by his side, Khan recalled his son's character, his faith, 
his patriotism, and ultimately his courageous death in the service of the country he loved and the fellow soldiers he was protecting. And yes, the Khan family is Muslim, so we all know, um, you know, Donald Trump's belief on how he feels about Muslims. Um, But under Trump's uh, proposed policies, they would be uh, innately suspect. Had he been president when they immigrated to America, they would have been barred from entering. Um, And Khan never would have even served. So to think about, you know, how many soldiers he saved when, you know, you could think about, you know, Trump being in office and saying, oh, no, none of you guys are getting in. But think about how many people can make a difference. You can't group and classify a a particular, you know, race group. or a particular group. Of people, right. Yes, and, can. you know, because you never know what difference they could make. And, and that's interesting. That's a very good um, um, insight on that, uh, Faith, that, you know, this would have um, President, the, he was President Trump and he denied uh, that family access. Then Colonel Khan, uh, who defended by dying for our country and saved his um, troop. From getting hurt, mm-hmm. that would not have happened. And what if the, then? What would have happened? Well, those men would have died. There would have been more deaths than that one. Not saying that minimize the fact that one death better than uh, a lot of more people die. But just it's just a it's that just a, sacrifice. It, it, that it, heroic it, sacrifice. sacrifice. It is something to really think about. Right. That he sacrificed his life to save hundreds. So and he would have been able to do that had um, there was a president. If had there been President Trump. Who would have stopped that family from coming here? Um, perhaps those men would have died. Yeah, more. just because yes. of the stereo, yes, uh, stereotypical views that a certain president, you know, Donald Trump, would have on a group of people. Yes, you know, it's, it's and, mind, he, it's, and he and he is mind-boggling because you know this is a Muslim, you know, in a uh, a law-abiding American Muslim coming from a law-abiding American Muslim family, their child right, their children mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think about, like, how he risked his life, how he gave his life, you know, when y- you have people like Donald Trump who think, oh, they're terrorists, or, oh, you know, this person is on the plane with us, you know, they may, you know, mm-hmm. make this plane go down. Like, it's not the case, mm-hmm. you know, it's so ter- I definitely... It's, 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 it's what our country... <laughs> Has been fighting against for you know for a long time. You know, it's called discrimination. Right. It's called stereotyping, and it's wrong. Right. You so can't you discriminate you have to, or stereotype you know based on someone's um, facial features or right. race, um, saying that they're like that because you assume that um, most have done it or you think most have done it, so that individual's doing it. No, that's called racism. Right. It's right. called stereotyping. In and our it, and country, our country has deemed it wrong. Right, and I, and I, and you have to think, you know, this is our a candidate mm-hmm. who has, you know, um, these type of views, and to me, it it can be a little bit scary for me to know that, you know, just thinking on like if you're gonna stereotype one uh, one class or one group. Think of how many other group of people that you're stereotyping. Yes. If you can stereotype one group, then it, 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 it will know for sure. 
but it appears that you can stereotype um, against others. Yeah. Because um, if you won't give one group a chance, or individual in one group a chance, are you, if you feel something about another group, are you willing to give individuals from another group that, that you may not feel comfortable with, comfortable with? Will you give that individual a chance to? So it's, it's, it's makes you a little scared, um, a little concerned. So you know, it makes you wonder, you know, that, that's why it's so important to vote. So who are you going to vote for? Who are you going to go out to vote for? And please don't say you're not going to vote because we just yeah. went over this um, podcast how important I, I hope we did how important voting is. is. So, so you yeah, gotta go out and vote. Put those shoes on. Go out there. If you in Texas, you know that voting before the general election, you have plenty of time to go to different precincts and put your vote in. Do that, please, because it's so important. Get the candidate that you want that's more aligned to your ideology. So important. And it's done. Yes. Then you don't have to be in fear or scared because someone is leading the country that you're not so sure about. Right, right. Your vote is your voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And thank um, you, Mr. my daughter, Faith, for letting me be a guest today. No problem, no problem. Thank you for filling in last minute. Appreciate that because, you know, everything's been a little hectic. So, but tune in next week and send me your topics you know any type anything you want me to talk about you know next week uh i could have you know my husband as a guest one week i have friends to have as guests as well also in the bell so (laughs) just you know send me your topics i want to hear from you guys follow me on my social media uh twitter instagram facebook um and hashtag LT, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye.